guys, this is Din. And this is Rish. And welcome to Z-Talk, the Zelda Dungeon podcast. So guys, we have a pretty full podcast for you this month. Eight segments again. Wow, that's super thick. But talking about segments, for the community tips segment, sometimes, you know what, I'm not sure what you guys want to hear about or need to hear about. So I'm looking for suggestions on what to do for community tips. So if you want to send suggestions either through the email or post them in the thread for this podcast, that'd be great. Also, something that came to my attention, if people uh, out there who are recording segments for us, if you get some bloopers from recording your segments, you can send those to us too, and we can put them on the bloopers segment at the end of the podcast. Because we found that a lot of people tend to enjoy the bloopers. Yeah, so we're going to try to make it a little bit wider and more accessible and all that And that way we can laugh at other people other than just me and Din. Yeah, well, I'm good at laughing at myself. Sometimes. Usually. Usually. Yep. So anyway, we'll move on to the community tip. Hey everyone, and welcome to this podcast's edition of Community Tips, brought to you by the Happy Mask Shop. Spread the happiness. Alright, so uh, something that's been brought to mind and Din's attention, that's kind of been going on in the forums lately, is sometimes people tend to forget that we do have a wide variety of people on the forums. Uh, whether that's religion, gender, race, things like that. So our community tip for this month is just be aware of what you're saying. You really need to make sure that when you're saying something, it's not spiteful. It can't be taken the wrong way, where somebody's going to get offended. And really, I mean, we should all be like that anyways. Just remember, the key word here is respect. Respect for yourself and respect for others. That's all the time we have for this time on Community Tips. Brought to you by the Happy Mask Shop. Spread the happiness. So for our first segment, we have Random Person back, and he's going to help out some of the listeners that were thinking about doing podcast submissions. This is a great segment, guys. Everybody should hear this segment. Sup, peeps? Random Person here. And you are listening to random on radio person stuff dot exe title. Yeah, I, I still don't have that title quite down yet. Somebody else actually made my other title of Random In-Person Awesome title, by the way. So uh, if you guys have any ideas for my title, go ahead and send them to me. You know where to find me, Zelda Dungeon, Random Person 21119 at yahoo.com, and all that jazz. But anyway, I'm back doing another podcast segment. Because, uh, you know, I was talking to Din, and she's all like, Random, you should submit another segment. And I'm all like, Din, I can't keep submitting segments, okay? I have a life. I have other stuff I need to do. And she's all like, Random! And then Rich came out of nowhere, and he's like, Random, you really should do it. And I'm all like, Rich, what happened to your voice, man? And he's all like, uh, I told Din that I wasn't going to submit, and this is what happened. So fearing for my throat, uh, I decided to go ahead and submit another segment. And I'm going to be doing a little bit of inception on you peeps today. I'm going to be talking in this podcast about making a podcast. Uh, did I just blow your mind right there? 
Mm. Um, so yeah, you know, you guys, some of you are probably think I, I can feel it coming toward me. Just like, random person, you think that you're so special that you need to tell us how to make a podcast segment? If I say no, will you keep listening? Nah, I'm, I know that I'm, you know, not the best podcast segment person out there in the world. But, you know, I was, we're doing community segments now. And I thought this was a decent way to help out the community. Just try to, yeah, be, yeah, yeah. So anyway, you know, this is Random Person, and I'm going to be doing my usual countdown thing. And the first thing you should know about making a podcast segment, if you don't remember anything else that I say, you have a very bad memory. But remember this is that when you're making a podcast segment, okay, be yourself, because it's all about you. Don't be fake. People can tell when you're being fake. If you normally wouldn't do something you try to do in your podcast, it, it, we can tell. That's why in TV shows, you always see that, that nerd who's trying to be cool by not being himself and it doesn't work out. Yeah, that's because he's not being himself. All right. And then... <laughs> And now you guys are probably thinking, random, but you're always acting crazy on the podcast. How can you tell us to be ourselves, you freaking hypocrite? I'm crazy in real life, people, okay? What you guys hear is actually how I am. I, I don't just put on a front just, just for the internet. I actually am, like, I have this big inner child in me that just loves to come out. I really am random a lot of times. And a lot of times I am serious, which is why I come out with a lot of theories and whatnot, you know? It's just I'm being me. Um, but that's not to say that, you know, you can't change who me is or rather who you is. And that's the second thing I want to get at. If you, you're trying to be yourself, but for some reason, not, it's not coming out like you want it to, like you want to be funny, but you're not making as many funny jokes as you want, or your timing is off, or you want to sound serious, but you sound like you're joking all the time. Um, best thing to do is do some research. Oh, are you serious, Random? I do this for fun. I do not. I do not want this to be like work. I go to school. I go to work. I do not need this to be more like work. Well, listen, I'm just trying to tell you how to, you know, make it sound a bit better. Um, I know me, myself, I listen to a lot of people who stream games and they do clean comedy, which uh, anybody who knows me knows that's what I'm all about. I'm all about being clean and being random. And I don't really do research, I just watch them for, for fun. But because I watch them all the time, I have in my head how to sound right as I'm recording. That um, actually brings me to my third thing. Um, the third thing you need to know about recording podcasting is you need to be professional. And I'm not saying, I am not saying do not be random, okay? Don't even blaspheme like that. Okay, because if I weren't random, then I would not be able to do all the stuff I do. I'd be the relevant person, and then I wouldn't be an expert on rent. Well, I'm not an expert on randomness, but I am pretty high up there. But um, yeah, you you need to be professional, and what I mean by be professional is a lot of times I'll be listening to a segment, and you guys will be saying some awesome stuff, some awesome some awesome things, but I'll hear a lot of. Uh, 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 and I'll, uh, I'll hear people be nervous, and you know, I say uh myself all the time, actually. <laughs> but um, you know, and that's sort you know, it's not a crime to practice before you record, and it's not a, it's not a crime to have a script. It's not a crime to record multiple times to see how you sound. Okay, if you have to record over nine thousand times, you have to record over nine thousand times. It's it's just the way it is, and I know it seems like a little bit more work. But the more work you put into something, the better the better it becomes. 
because uh, I, I have this model in my life, you know, anything we're doing is worth doing right, which I completely stole from somebody else, but that's besides the point. And, you know, you, and after you're recording, you can go back and check your sound, check everything, make sure it sounds right, because you don't want to, you know, be throwing off the beat with low volume or high volume or anything like that. And going to the last thing, which actually there's, ah, again, there's a bunch of stuff, but I am limited on time, and so I got to rush through most of it. But the last thing that, it, it kind of goes with the first thing, too. When you talk about something on the podcast, talk about something that inspires you, because like I said, it's, it's about you. You need to keep your audience in mind, yes, but your audience will love what you're talking about if what you're talking about is something that you love. Get it? Like, um, in a couple past segments, uh, Colonel Majora and Zelda Wolfsheet, they both heard something that um, I had said, and it drove a passion, in them, and it led them to talk about it on the podcast. So just, just you know, you notice I don't talk about things like, um, I don't know, like, uh, like, I don't know, hardware or anything like that, because I, I'm not really passionate. You see me making all these theories about stuff, because I love literature. I'm a lit person. And I love making theories about stories and what things mean and all that kind of jazz because that's, I'm passionate about it. And I'm hoping you guys will find something that you're passionate about too and come on here and talk because like I said, remember, it is about you. And um, uh, it looks like that's it. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. So um, yeah, those are my thoughts about making a podcast. You can agree or you can disagree because I'm just a random person and I don't know everything. And if you haven't figured that out by now, uh, this is probably your first podcast. <laughs> um, but since that be all peeps, that was random and I'm out. Thank you, random person. And you know what, personally? I would stick with random in person, but that's just me. Well, they're two separate segments, right? He's got random in persons about Zelda, and then he's going to have the ones that are community segments. He needs a different name for those ones. But why? I don't know. How about random community stuff? Look at you! You just, like, pulled that out of the air! Yeah, I I try. I try. (laughs) Anyways, guys, this was a really good submission about making a submission. That's Uh... great! And if your mind hasn't been blown yet, give it some time, because we're heading into the rest of the podcast. It's time for the mailbag! Welcome back to the mailbag. Uh, we have three voice questions for you guys this time. And we'll jump right into it. So our first voicemail question comes from an old friend, Colonel Majora. Hey, Dan and Rish. Colonel Majora here. I gotta know, straight up, Wind Waker sailing or Skyward Swords flying? Which is better? Which is more fun? I gotta stick by the sailing. I mean, the flying is just boring in my eyes. But what about you? You know what, that's a really tough question. I'm going to also have to go with the sailing. The reason being is they could have done so much more with the flying and they dropped the ball when they made it. 
There could have been so many more islands to explore, things to do with the flying, and they didn't do it. I see what you're saying, but I think I would pick the flying. Um, and I know that sounds weird, but um, I hate sailing <laughs> a lot. Um, and maybe that's my general bias against Wind Waker. But I, li I didn't mind flying. I didn't think it was awful. I thought sailing was awful. More so what I was saying was, is there was so much potential there yes. that they didn't tap into. Yeah. And that's why sailing is better for me. They you, did what they could. You have a way more legitimate answer than I do. <laughs> and that's why I'm rich. Oh, <laughs> Okay, next question is from Trollface Triforce's friend. Hello, Din and Rush. This is Trollface Triforce. Um, and I've got a question for the mailbag, which is not actually by me. It's asked by my friend, but he's not on the forum, so he asked me to send it in for him. It's for Din, actually. What's it like being a goddess? Thank you, Trollface Triforce. Go ahead, Din. <laughs> well, it's actually really hard. I have all these people... They come to me and ask me for things and you know my job isn't as bad as Nehru's because people come to her and ask her all these questions right they want to know stuff because she's the goddess of wisdom usually when people come to me they just want me to off their boss or something solve conflicts oh, yeah. remember legalities right, right. you're solving conflicts. solving conflicts um so that part is not so great but um you know, there are some perks to it. There really are. Uh, but we'll, we'll move on from that. Next question is from Kagan. Hey guys, I'm Kagan, and my question is, why is Ganondorf's skin green? I've always been curious about this, to the point where I've actually had arguments in school with people claiming that he's not green, he's tan. And looking at the Gerudo, they're actually tan. If not, they're very, very dark looking Indian or African, but Gandorf doesn't really fit that. What is the cause of being green? Now, there's two ways we can look at this. The first way is, I'm just going to make something up. Uh, Ganondorf is actually, in fact, tan, but because of the overwhelming power of the Triforce of Power, it's given his skin a greenish tint because he's been using the power so because much. Because of the evil... Because he's evil. And the other way we can answer the question is Din trying to be scientific. Go ahead, Din. <laughs> um, I would say that... Because if we look at actual art, like um, the official art, he's not green in all... Like, some of the games he is legitimately green. Like, But in Ogreen of Time, he's not. In the art, he's just really dark tanned. So I would say it might be partly a graphics thing... <laughs> But, if you want the biological answer, my answer would be, it's probably something to do with being male. Because all the Gerudo, he's the only male in the Gerudo tribe in this century. So we don't know if other Gerudo males are, are green. It might be a biological trait. Oh. And there you have it from Din. Very scientific answer. A scientific answer from a scientific lady. Alright, so we're going to head into some of the uh, written-in questions. This one is from Joey, and Joey asks his first question. If you could be friends with any goddess, who would it be? I'm already friends with a goddess. 
Yourself? No, the other two. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm already friends with the goddess, too. So, there we go. Uh, the second question is, although they are kind of cameos, who would you like as a fairy? Leaf, Neri, or Celia? Celia. She's cute. Hmm. Okay. Uh... I don't really have a choice for that one, so I'm just going to leave it. Uh, and then the third question is, do you think of Epona as a friend, trusted companion, and loyal horse? Sure. Yeah. Why not? All of the above. I love Epona. I think she's great. She's almost become a, her own character. She yeah. really has. And then when people don't get her, everyone gets all offended. Everybody gets all upset. Hint, hint. If What's you were watching the stream, about? you know all about that. Who needs a Pona? <laughs> and then the uh, fourth question is, can I submit a section on my feelings about Zeta? Heck yeah! Yes, yes you can. But if it's trolling, it will never be aired. So make sure it's not trolling. Our next question. Our next question is from TikTok. And it's, if you had a creature from the Zelda world as a real pet, which one would you want? Mm. Joking answer is I want a like like. You want what? <laughs> <laughs> I want like like because whenever Does he like he... likes you. <laughs> well, that guaranteed he like likes me. And uh, the other reason is if anybody was bothering me, I would send my like like, and he would steal their items. I would like a cuckoo. Oh no. <laughs> Why? So if you hit it enough, the rest of them show up and try to kill you? No, because I can send them after people. Alright, we're going to move on. Yes. Uh, this one's from McKay's. Hope I said that right. And uh, it says, Hi, Din and Rish. This is McKay's. And I'm wondering what you think of the stamina meter in Skyward Sword. Uh, I have mixed feelings. Overall, I don't really... It doesn't bother me one way or the other. I think it adds an amount of realism to the game, and I think that's great. I think, you know, Skyward Sword really grew as an RPG-type game in adding some realistic elements like a stamina meter, so you can't just roll for days across Hyrule Field. But, I don't know. I, you know, it's a video game. I don't think it should get too real. I actually enjoy the stamina meter. I think that that infusion of realism is really important to the evolution of the Zelda games. And I'd like to actually see it more, where when you're swinging your sword, perhaps your stamina goes down. So you can't just sit there and keep swinging. You actually have to plan out your attack. Wow. That would get annoying really fast. Hint, hint, Nintendo. <laughs> Rish would like that. Alright, we've got time for one more. Okay. This one is from Ben, and it asks, Do you think that Nintendo would ever make a direct sequel to Orcarina of Time, like a game that goes directly from killing Ganon to another game as Adult Link? Hmm. This is a tough one. This is almost kind of into timeline theory. So I this just, is really difficult. I just about cut off the question and said, They did. No, they did not. <laughs> I understand. Um, Majora's Mask was a direct sequel on the child portion of the timeline. You want one on the adult portion of Well, I think that that would be cool, except there would be no villain. Um, something would have had to gone wrong or something. 
or Vadi would have to be released from Ganon's death, or... They would have to come up with a new villain, I think, either resulting from Ganon going away, or just, hey guys, I'm a new villain, you know? <gasps> I just had an idea! What? Something would have to happen to the Triforce of Power. After because, Ganon... Because, well, he was, he, well, he doesn't die, he's sealed in the... In the Sealed in the sacred realm. <laughs> Might as well be death. Yes. So something would have to happen to end that. Mm -hmm. However, personally, I don't think it's going to happen, so don't hold your breath, guys. Anyways, that's all we have time for for the mailbag, so we better get back to the rest of the podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll go on to our next section. Next up is Triforce82, and he's going to be talking to us about the symbolism in the wing ceremony at the beginning of Skyward Sword. Take it away. Hello, I'm Triforce82, and I'm going to be discussing the symbolism behind the wing ceremony in Skyward Sword. First of all, before the ceremony even starts, you are told by Headmaster Gipora that... When you're young, everybody gets their guardian bird, or their loft wing, and it, he says that it is bestowed upon us as a symbol, as a symbol of divine protection. Uh, and in fact, Link, you're given a crimson loft wing when you were young, and this is supposed to be a rare one. And when we meet under the goddess statue, to receive our loft wing. It's representing basically on the surface before before Skyloft got sent up into the sky. He also says that our loft wings are part of a whole. There's the human part and then there's the loft wing. And since it represents divine protection, the, the bird the loft wing represents the, the goddess itself, and you yourself as the hero. Uh, later on, uh, there's also Jackmar that uh, tells you about the bird statues, and he says that a prayer in time saves you nine. And these are like the different save points. So... And I consider that there's like nine main areas in the whole entire game. How there's three areas that you have to initially go to. After those three areas, you have to collect three more objects to power up your sword. And after that, you have to collect three more pieces of the hero's song. So in a sense, it's kind of projecting out what is going to be happening and what you're going to have to do. Uh, when it comes time for the wing ceremony itself, we're told that it's part of the final test and it involves a race which come from the sky so the trials the three you have three competitors which represents uh, the three different areas that you're going to have to go to to be able to do what you need to do. There is, and there's this golden 
Loftwing that holds the bird statuette. And this golden bird carrying this statuette, in my opinion, represents the goddess. Because, and the goddess is holding the bird statuette, which I think represents the servant of the goddess, or Phi. So we're racing after to get this sword of ours and doing all these trials. And when we meet atop of the goddess statue after we have received the little statuette, it's like we are in the sky. Like the surface was sent up to the sky. And while we're in our birds, we're in the sky, and the three competitors are the three different areas that we're visiting. We're given this goddess song that Zelda does, and it gives us a lot of information about what's going to be happening. It says, youth, guided by the servant of the goddess, meaning by Phi, by the sword that we receive, Earth and sky. So we're supposed to unite earth and sky. And bring light to the land. The light is representing this ultimate power, or what we find out later on as the Triforce. So we are told by Zelda that we're supposed to, as the last part of the ritual, uh, we're supposed to use the sailcloth that we're given to descend to the surface. So this is telling us that the hero is going to be descending to the surface and to join Earth and Sky, and we have to bring the light down. And this light, the Triforce, which is in the goddess statue, or the part of the land that we go and descend down to imprison the evil that we need to, it's joining Earth and Sky. And the harp is present there while she's doing this song as representation that it's going to unlock uh, three different trials. It's going to unlock the three trials so that we can power up our sword. And the harp is also used to unlock the hero's song. In the post-ceremony, like when we reach down to that, it joins the earth and sky, right? post-ceremony, uh, we're given little tidbits about Koran. Koran says that um, when you beat the race, that you become a senior. And this senior, when you become a senior, it's one step closer to becoming a knight, a rescue knight. And we are told if you talk to another character, Paro. Paro says that it takes great technique to become a rescue knight. And this rescue knight, in my opinion, is beyond this game. It's basically saying that we are going to be repeating this cycle over and over. There's probably lots more different symbols that you can find in this whole wing ceremony thing. But these are the things that I've been able to come up with and... I hope you enjoyed. If you have any other comments, just let me know. Right, thank you so much.
Thank you, Triforce82, for your segment. Um, I learned a lot. There's certainly some things I've never thought about in there. There's a lot of symbolism. It definitely raises a lot of interesting questions, not only the symbolism within the game, but the symbolism with actual religion. Yes, true, very true. Welcome back to the Community Question of the Month. This is Din, and I am back on the streets of Zelda Dungeon City looking for people to question. This question this month is from Hister of Time, and the question is, are the DS games 2D or are they 3D? Very good question. Let's go see who we can find. Let's try the restaurant this time. I don't even know if anybody's going to be in here, but, uh... Oh, look! There's a whole booth of people sitting here. Hey, guys! I have a Ath and Zelda Music Lover, Dark Master, and Kokiri Master 9! What's up, guys? Master Kokiri Ma Oh, I got it backwards. I'm sorry. Master Kokiri 9. How are you guys? What are you eating? What is that? Thanks very much, guys. I'll see you later. 
well, I appreciate it, but I have to go find some more people to interview. I realize now that I I ran into you guys too. Well, Athenian and Zelda Music Lover last month. Wow, I see you guys more often than other people, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I will see you guys later. Thanks so much. Okay. I miss, I miss Akira or Akira Din. <laughs> Whichever way doesn't matter to me. See you later. So seems like we got a kind of mishmash of answers there, of it's somewhere in the middle, depending on how you look at it, kind of depending on where you are in the game. So let's go see who else we can find. Oh, hey, look, I think I see a couple ladies uh, chatting on the lawn over there. Hi, ladies, it looks like I have found Michelle and Noli. How are you ladies today? That's good. So, I was hoping to ask you a community question of the month. Our question this month is, are the DS games 2D or 3D? What do you think? Uh, um, I kind of think they're a mixture of both, I guess. Like, they kind of seem like they're supposed to be 3D, but technically they're sort of 2D. I think I like 2D games better, so I prefer to think of them that way, I guess. <laughs> Alright, I think that's a pretty good answer. Noli, how about you? Oh, I guess you could say I see them more as 3D. I guess they got that 2D aspect to them, but they're more 3D where things actually pop out and you know, stand out get more dimension. I would agree. I would definitely agree. Alright, well thank you very much for your opinions. I'll let you get back to what you were doing. Alright, thank you so much. I'll see you another time. Bye-bye. Bye. Oof, wind is starting to pick up outside. Well, there you have it. I guess the general consensus is somewhere in between depending on your preference, depending on how you perceive it. What's my answer to the question? I would say that my answer is the same as Michelle's, but opposite. I like to think of them as 3D because I like 3D games better, but I can totally understand why some people think that they're 2D, or perceive them that way. This was the Community Question of the Month, and uh, if you would like to be on the Community Question of the Month, all you have to do is get a Skype account and be part of the Zelda Dungeon City on Skype, and hopefully I'll bump into you sometime. This was Din, and I hope you enjoyed this segment. Alright, next up we have someone that you might like, Rish. Who's that? Tingle's here! Oh no, why? Tingle is going to give us a Tingle's talk on his uh, impressions of the first dungeon of Skyward Sword. Why? Hey guys, this is Tingle here, and I'm here with a first look at the first dungeon in Skyward Sword. Um, first, I have to give a shout out for a personal shout out to my cousin, Steven, who has helped me through the Zelda series so far. He's been a very, very good friend in these, uh, these Zelda adventures. Um, I also have to give a shout out to Din on the podcast because she loves Tingle, and I love Tingle, because I am Tingle, 
And I hate Rish now because he doesn't like Tingle. So, boo Rish and woo Din. So, that's all I have to say on my behalf. But every one of you should love Tingle because Tingle is amazing. And that's all I have to say. Okay, so now to the first dungeon. The first dungeon is very... It's probably the hardest dungeon... Hardest first dungeon <laughs> in the Zelda series. It has very actually pretty hard enemies it has some green bokoblin has some wall tulas some skull tulas some eye guardians um and some keys um you'll eventually be faced with this once you get into the dungeon you'll be faced with this long winding kind of staircase thing which has some cobwebs some uh some dekubaba and other things like that you'll come into this one room and uh There'll be three doors. Three doors. One is directly in front of you and to the right and to the left. And then um, you want to go through the left. Or, I'm sorry, sorry. The right. You want to go through the right door. And there'll be... Um, there'll be some... Uh, there'll be one or two. I'm not, I'm not right. I'm not sure right now. Skull Tula's. The Skull Tula is has been in the Zelda series as long as I can remember. I don't think that it was in the original Legend of Zelda. I think it was in Zelda 2. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, um... Leave it in the comments. There we go. Leave it in the comments. Um... Okay. So... You'll be faced with this room, which you don't have to beat the Skull Tulas if you don't want to. You can go straight down, jump down, Watch out for the wall tulas because they'll be on the vines that are uh, closer to you, but you can't see them if you just drop down. You have to jump off the uh, ledge, and then you can go through the little um, through the little crawl space thing. I don't know what that you're supposed to call it, and you'll hit the little button with your um, with your uh, slingshot, and you can see some, uh, er, sorry, it'll rise the water level, rise the water level of your, of the room, and also the room with the four doors, rise the water level there too, and that'll help you where you can get, um, you can also, you can get into that room, you can get a, I think you can get a small key, I'm actually not entirely sure, um, I'm looking, right now I'm actually looking at the walkthrough at ZeldaDungeon.net, trying to help you guys with this podcast right now. You get, you eventually get a dungeon map and a small key, and then <laughs> after that, you go to the main room of the dungeon. The main room of the dungeon is probably the coolest main room in one of the Zelda, in all of the Zelda series, I have to say. Also, the ancient cistern had a very cool dungeon, or had a, had a very cool main room. That that's the that's the slash water temple in Skyward Sword that is called the ancient cistern. Um, also, uh, also the Lindaru mining facility, which is the third dungeon in uh, Skyward Sword, had a pretty cool main room. Okay, back to Skyview Temple. There, once you get into this main room. You'll see the button which you shoot with your um, with your slingshot, and you'll 
encounter your first mini boss, the Stalfos Warrior. The Stalfos Warrior is one of the coolest mini bosses ever, in my perspective, because you have to use the Wii Motion Plus controls very, very accurately to hit him. It doesn't take that, it, he's not that hard. It took me a little while because I hadn't mm, used the Wii Motion Plus controls perfectly yet. But once you beat him, you get the Beetle. The Beetle is the coolest item in the game. Sorry, guys, if you like any of the other items. But I have to say that the Beetle is the coolest item. Okay, you use the Beetle. And once you get back out of that room, you, you're in the main room. And you can um, get some stuff. There's a piece of heart laying around somewhere in there. I want you guys to find it. I'm not going to tell you where it is. Um, uh, there's some new enemies. There, or There's actually just one new enemy. And he's actually very hard. The um, Sindora. And uh, then you eventually get... Once you've gone through this whole... Like, uh, this whole, like, you have to go, um, you have to climb across some, um, some tight ropes where there's some green Bokoblin who try to, uh, who, try, who go along the ropes and you just shake the rope and, uh, they fall off and it's pretty comical. I love that Nintendo puts these comical things in Zelda. Um, I'm very happy that they do that. But eventually, you'll get the gold carving the gold carving is the boss key pretty much and there's not much that it really does it it's just the gold carving um it's the boss key that's all all it does is open the boss door many people are used to the actual boss key and that's fine you can call it the boss key but ZD calls it the gold carving. So I'm going to go with the gold carving. And you can, uh, you eventually just get to this boss battle with, well, as Moss once said, the Demon Lord Girahim. <laughs> that's just a joke. But, um, yep, that's Moss going through his, uh, Zelda dungeon walkthroughs and the demon lord is actually a very hard boss <laughs> it is one of the hardest bosses in skyward sword i have no clue why they put him first but he's one of the hardest bosses in skyward sword once you beat him he's you're you're so relieved he um he's actually very hard to defeat you have to have your uh your sword on one angle and quickly move it to the other and slash away as fast as you can. Then he, he um, at the second phase, he does this charging attack where um, you charge, and, or he charges, and you have to jump away and then slash him. And eventually you'll defeat him, and you get this sweet cutscene of, um, of Fi, or Fee, or whatever you want to call him, getting doing her dance thing and then uh you have to use your skyward strike against the whatever you want to call that symbol thing and you'll get the ruby tablet and that'll open the elden volcano religion 
region, <laughs> sorry, in your, um, in your sky world. Um, that's pretty much the whole dungeon. Um, that's pretty much all I have. This is Tingle, and once again, a shout out to my cousin Steven, who helped me. But this is Tingle, signing off. So, don't pop my balloon. Goodbye, guys. But that's one of the few things I enjoy about Tingle. Is popping his balloon. Tingle, I'll protect you. Thank you so much for your segment. We really appreciate it. And we'll move on to our last segment. It was a good segment. And now, the Keaton Quiz. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Keaton Quiz. This is Zetox Game Show, where two contestants are asked ten questions from three different categories. The Legend of Zelda, where they must show their knowledge of the games in the series. Z-Tunes, where they must name the title of a song and what game the song is from. And Zelda Dungeon where they show their knowledge of our website. Legend of Zelda and Zelda Dungeon questions are worth one point each. Z-Tunes questions are worth two points, one for the correct title and one for the correct game. Contestants have 15 seconds to buzz in and 15 seconds after buzzing to answer a question correctly. If a contestant buzzes before the question has been read in its entirety, the remainder of the question will not be read. If a contestant buzzes in and hesitates for more than the 15 seconds or gives a wrong answer, his or her opponent may steal a chance at the question. At this time, the question may be reread. All questions and answers are created from Zelda Dungeon's web pages. The winner of the game becomes the champion and moves on to the next round to challenge a new opponent. Anyone can be a contestant on the Keaton Quiz, but all applicants should note that cheating of any kind is grounds for disqualification. Good luck to all of our contestants! Alright guys, so we have our current champion, still champion, coming back, Colonel Majora. Hello, Colonel. Still champion. <laughs> so, can we hear your buzzing buzzer, see if it still works for you? Okay, so it's still there. It's not getting rusty yet? <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't broken it yet. Slowly dying. <laughs> and his challenger for this time is Tattle Tails. But we're Hello, just going to call Zelda Dungeon. But we're just going to call her Tattle. So Tattle, can we hear your sound? Alright, so do you guys have anything to say to each other before we get going? Beat me. <laughs> Gladly. And no one else will. I won't, I won't let you win, but I want you to win. <laughs> oh Colonel, that makes me sad. You don't uh, like oh. Well, because for the for the sake of the people who are gonna send me hate mail, <laughs> have you been getting a lot of that lately, guys? We can't send him hate mail. Guys, no it's, hate mail. It's gonna be assassination like attempts. Okay. Like hate mail. Well, if you're both ready, we'll get started. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Question number one. Category: The Legend of Zelda. What game did the like like first appear in? Colonel. The original Legend of Zelda? 
That is correct. Like that other sound? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say I might have to change the uh, change the ringtone winning to the other one. Okay, question number two. Category, The Legend of Zelda. What is the order that you can sell the masks from the Happy Mask sh- Cattle. Okay. You sell the Keaton mask first. Then you sell um, the Skull mask, then the Spooky mask, and then the Bunny hood, and then you get the Mask of Truth. That is, that is correct. correct. Thank you. Oh, Colonel, she she's going to uh, put the weight on you right away here. I, I, we finally found someone as overambitious as me. There you go. I didn't even get to finish the question, but she got it right. All right. Okay. <laughs> question number three. Category, Z-Tunes. Name the title of this song. <laughs> Colonel. Um... The inside of a house music from from Wind Waker. Okay, Tattle. It's the inside of a house from Ocarina of Time. Holy cow! It is. You are kidding me. <laughs> that is correct. Tattle's at three. Oh. Holy cow! From Wind Waker, really? From Wind Waker. <laughs> Question number four. Category, Zelda Dungeon. What day is Zelda Dungeon's birthday? Colonel. Um. (laughs) (laughs) August. No. Yeah. Yeah. August the third. That is incorrect. Of course not. (laughs) Tattle, can you tell me what... Is it August 9th? No, though you oh, were closer. I know it now. It's the 19th. It's then. the 19th. Ah, oh, that's my I first guess. I always go with my first guess. I will drop my mood on you. <laughs> I won't. I won't hesitate. Colonel's and gonna... I'll go defeat it along with Link. <laughs> oh gosh, that was funny. Okay. Question number five, category: The Legend of Zelda. In Twilight Princess, who sold his soul to a dark creature? Colonel. Oh, wow. I, I see. I know what the guy looks like and where he is. Who is he? Out uh... of time. Tattle, in Twilight Princess, who sold his soul to a dark creature out of greed for gold rupees? He is totally Giovanni. Yes, it is. Tattle's at four. Colonel Majora's at one. <laughs> Okay. Question number six. Lose your questions. We'll have to restart all over again. <laughs> all over again. Question number six. Category: The Legend of Zelda. The Oracle games were first developed by what subsidiary of Capcom? Oh, what subsidiary of Capcom? Well, I think there. Colonel got in in first. What? Colonel. What? Uh, random game company Square Enix. That probably has nothing to do with Capcom. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no, it doesn't. The correct answer is Flagship Studios. Oh, yeah. Flagship. <laughs> it's all those guys. Okay. Question number seven. Category, Zelda Dungeon. How many game links are featured at the top of Zelda Dungeon's web... <laughs> Colonel. There's... There's 16, and then there's, um... Nineteen. That is correct. Yeah. Colonel's at two. Tattles at four. I'm, bring, I'm gonna bring it back. <laughs> yeah, right. Well. Next question. Question number eight. Category Z tunes. This question is worth two points. Name the title of this song.
Well, you beat the the champion is a more of a champion uh, than Cinnamon. Yeah. All right. It's still on my record. So that's all we have time for here for the Keaton quiz. Thank you both for participating. The status Keaton quiz in history. And Tattle, we will see you on the next one. And you guys will still hear hear Colonel. He sends in segments all the time. I'm going to spam you with segments. (laughs) (laughs) You've already been spamming segments. I'm going to have to delete my email. (laughs) Okay. You can't. You stole me ice cream. Thanks so much for playing, guys. See you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye, Colonel. That's all we have time for for Z Talk 22. There was lots of action, lots of excitement, and a big twist in the end. We want to congratulate our new Keaton Quiz champion. And uh, keep those applications coming in. Remember, the Keaton Quiz application thread is under the community section of the Zelda Dungeon forums. Also, right beside it, you will find the discussion thread for ZTalk22. Be sure to go there and tell us what you thought of the podcast, and uh... Give some community tips suggestions. And don't forget, you can send us bloopers. If you're recording a segment, and you make a blooper or two, you can send them to us, and you'll hear them on the end of the podcast. That's right. So this was a very full podcast, but we're signing off. This was Din. And this was Rish. And this was Z-Talk, the Zelda Dungeon podcast. Thanks for listening. Where, in the mirror shield... Jesus, I can't even... Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, no point. Category, Legend of... I can't even read. (laughs) Category. (laughs) Shut up. Okay. Try it again. Question number two.